0: The path towards where you want to go isn't always linear, we know this, but when you're clear on where you want to go, you're able to find a way through all those twists and turns. This is episode 214 with Keith Brigham on navigating your path to success. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and I really do appreciate you being here. Today, Keith and I discuss the twists and turns of his football journey and how they helped him navigate what really he was faced with as he transitioned out of the sport. We talk about navigating losing what it feels like your only shot at showcasing who you are as an athlete, how Keith was able to leverage his network long after football was over, and the importance of grace mixed with an overall positive outlook on life when you're faced with layoffs, which is more and more prevalent, unfortunately, in today's ever-growing and ever-changing economy. Keith keeps it real throughout this episode and this is a great conversation. So let's dive into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I'm with my man Keith today. Keith, how the heck are you feeling, dude? I'm feeling awesome.
1: I'm feeling great. Phenomenal.
0: Any any other word for good? That's how I feel. That's how you're feeling. You got this uh, just great energy about you. I love yeah. that TikTok and the social medias have kind of brought us together, and my life's better for it. And I've only known you for a week here, so um, I want to ask, man. First question, really, is centered around who are you outside of like mm-hmm. what you do for work? Like who who am I sitting down mm-hmm. with right now?
1: Honestly, that's something I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> I asked that's, it. I'm still trying to figure out. Let's see. Uh, I'm a father. Uh, I'm a son. Uh, I'm a friend. I'm a lot of things. I'm an artist. Uh, I'm an artist in life, just trying to do as many creative things as possible and tap into the creative side. And wherever that leads me to, that's uh, that's who I am. Uh, I don't want to put myself inside a box. I believe I'm a multi-dimensional human being. I believe all of us are in a way. Uh, so the best way to put it, I'm just a creative person trying to figure out the best way to impact others and live my best life.
0: Okay, man, you're finding these new ways to express that sense of self, and it doesn't have to be one way. You're not limited to one way, I would say. I don't think any of Mm -hmm. us are, but it's interesting because that's that's kind of where I guess we can really start and talk, right, is for the longest time, for you it was football, for me swimming, it was this sense of that's your thing, like that's your one expression, don't try anything else. Football is gonna get you to the promised land type oh, deal. Man. Walk me through walk me through just early stages of you finding ball and like falling in love with that sport and yeah, almost in a lot of ways, correct me if I'm wrong, like finding yourself through playing.
1: Oh man. Um, let's see. Well, I started playing football because of my older brother. My older brother John, he played uh, I believe I was in preschool. And anything he did, I, I wanted to do. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm not sure if you have brothers or sisters or anything, but it's kind of like a competition a little bit. Like, oh, he did it. I want to do it now. (laughs) Um, I would say I found myself through football just through the adversity. Uh, A lot of adversity came with football uh, through injuries, uh, not getting my shot, um, not starting. Just all those adversities kind of built me to to the person I am today, which is someone who just I don't see – anything stopping me uh, if there's a, a speed bump I just keep going um, I believe it just it, it comes up in my in my life uh, the adversity that I faced a lot of people probably would have just pouted and stopped whereas the adversity that I faced through football kind of gave me this mental callous to just keep pushing and mm-hmm. finding an, another way so uh, for instance let's say if I couldn't beat a three tech I mean if I couldn't beat uh, an offensive guard, I have to figure out, okay, is it a swim move? Can I, uh, can I do a, a dip and rip? Uh, what, what can I do to beat him? It's not a, oh, he's just gonna beat me. No, I, I, he can't settle. And that's kind of how I built this uh, person who I am today is through football. So I'm very grateful for that aspect. Um, however, the, the creative side, the creativeness, that's something that I'm tapping into now, post football. So this is something that will be a, a story and uh a road that i haven't traveled down before so uh i'm in, I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> we'll to see what we'll find out
0: yeah uh, i was about to say it's this constant growth journey right i think i was talking with someone the other day i don't know if you watched the shop at all with a broad show yeah. yeah they had uh, an episode with Kyrie on and he i love the way that he put it he was like i'm an artist and right now my brush is the bat is the basketball but that's that doesn't mean like he's finding other ways to express himself while he's still playing. I'm curious. Do you think you would have gotten to the places that you got to in the game if you adopted that mentality sooner of allowing that expression to come from other areas, not just I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to grind harder. I'm going to figure out what move in the game to beat this, this tackle that you're going against. But do you think knowing what you know now where where do you stand on that i think that's just a very interesting debate with other people so
1: are you asking like knowing what i know now do you think i could have gotten further in the game
0: like, knowing what you know pretty... now would you try to basically try these other self expressions of creativity outside of sport and do you think that would have hindered your ability to get to that level that you were at or do you think it would have oh. helped your ability to get to that level?
1: I think it would have helped me. Mm. I really think it would have helped me because uh, being creative, it's a, it's, it's a form of who you are. It's an expression. And I think that once you tap into it outside your sport, you'll be able to channel that into your, your sport a little easier. You know, being, being free, being able to move fluidly, just to have that creative expression, not the, just the rigid thought process of this is how things should work oh, I'm, I'm in a five, I, sh- I should just do speed rush. No, like I'm already tapped into that creative spirit where I can just use it on the field now. And it, it's different because you just move with the fluid motion and not just think of one track mind. So I think that well, would have uh, definitely helped me on the field. I think that if anyone listening, um, if you're still a college athlete, just tap into that creativeness
0: now, and it'll, it'll show up in your, your sport for sure. Yeah, what creative outlets or hobbies would you have had knowing what you know now? Like what stand up.
1: Stand-up comedy. Undoubtedly stand-up comedy, rap. I've tried art. Um, I'm not I'm not creative with my hands. I'm not creative. I, I can't make art.
0: <laughs> I visually can make art. Like in my in my own head I can make it. Dude. It's just there's a disconnect with the hands. I don't know what's happening Dude. there. I have great ideas, but
1: I need someone else to do it for me.
0: In my head, it's a beautiful picture. Yeah, <laughs> on, I, on the paper, so, not so much. Dude, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have some art on my balcony right now that I still look at every day because I'm, I'm just like, okay, like, I tried my best. And this is the art where it's a textured canvas. Mm-hmm. So you had to get plaster put it on the canvas, and you kind of just make your lines however you want. I did it step by step how other people did it on TikTok. And mine did not come out nearly the same way. I'm just like, what, what's going on?
0: But I think that's kind of the beauty of art and beauty of sport, right? Like I could go through the same exact step-by-step workouts and eat yeah. the same things as you. And I'm not going to be a defensive <laughs> Like, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to thrive in that for so many other reasons, but that's okay. Because that's, that's the uniqueness element, right? Like that's, your special sauce and what makes you, you. And I got my own things over here that make me, me. And it's like, we can embrace that element too. You know,
1: you know, it's funny that you said that there was a guy, Rick, um, I forget forget his name, but he was on the Andrew Huberman podcast. He was talking about how artists, they sometimes get in this mindset of it has to be perfect. When reality is it's just who you are. There's no such thing as perfect art. There's no such thing as perfect creativity. If it comes from you uh, and and it's your ingenuity, then it's perfect. It's good. And I think I'm trying to work on that outside of football now. It's like not being so hard on myself when it doesn't come out the way that I typically wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And that's where I believe like this whole standup thing that I'm doing now, just I'm doing it for fun, but it just helps me mentally get outside my head and realize, yeah, just flow with it. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have the perfect punchline. Just roll with it, and you'll be different. You'll stand out in that home in your own lane.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, the clip that I saw that you put up was was pretty solid. Uh, <laughs> like, I had no idea that that was something that that you were pursuing or were into. And I think it's be curious. Like, where do you stand on like stand up? Is a perfect example. Where do you see that going? Is that gonna just be this thing that is a creative outlet for you, and it just so happens that. Other people get to experience it because it's the nature of the outlet versus is that something or do you have this internal calling that's like, all right, Keith, you you went all in on football. So now, yeah, you got the job and you enjoy stand up, but let's go all in on stand up, even if it's a side Mm -hmm. hustle, like you can get really good at it. Where where's that internal conflict for you? Well,
1: I I think the internal conflict is I've never tried to do something. (sighs) I never try to do something all in that didn't require my my body. It mm. sounds so weird, but like <laughs> what yeah. I mean is like football. You know, I went all in on that. That required just my body. Yeah, there's some mental. It's a mental game too. But stand up comedy, I believe, is a different beast. And I think that for me personally, like I love comedy. I love so many comics. Um, but I think for me personally, it just be. It'll, it'll start off with as a hobby it'll start off as a hobby. I'll keep on doing it and I'll keep on doing it more and more. And if I gain some traction through some of my videos or uh, if people are like, hey, I'd love for you to come up and do a 10-minute set, then I'll follow it. I'll just keep on doing it.
0: Yeah. You brought up a great point there, right? The not going all in on something that doesn't require the physical use of your body in that sense. And that's one of the things that I'm honestly still trying to figure out myself is that post-sport gap of when I'm faced with adversity now. I knew what it looked like to run up against that brick wall in a workout in the, the time of the season. Like this time of year sucked for swimming. It was cold. It was usually like freezing out, snow on the ground. I'm having to walk to practice to jump in a pool at 5.30 in the morning. Like I know how to do that stuff but now it's like, how do I tap into that same drive towards like a podcast? Like, I, I can't sit here and force my words harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's a different kind of working hard, so to speak. I know. Where are you so, at with that process?
1: Oh man, that's that's different. I I feel like I'm stepping into that process now just a tad bit. Just a tad bit when it comes to my TikTok videos. Like, posting so many videos a day, the content, coming up with the content, trying to edit the videos, it seems, it's like, oh. It's a lot. It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's it's like, it's like cardio for me. I hate cardio. I, I hate cardio. I hate it. But, so just like, that, Facing that beast is a challenge, but in a weird way, I love the fact that it's challenging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just posting the content and editing it and all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm right now working up that hill a little bit. I don't know when daylight will come, but uh, I feel like it may be around the corner sometime soon, where it'll be okay. Now we're in that football grinding mode. Yeah, but it's one of the things. It's one of those things we'll have to see. How about you?
0: Like I said, I I don't know. (laughs) I think in a lot of ways I've I've gone through the different ebbs and flows of the seasons of life of I'm gonna work my ass off and Mm -hmm. like run myself into the ground for months and months and months. I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was telling her about how, you know, back when I was in my fitness position, I was up out of the house at 4.50, 5 o'clock, get to the gym, teach my classes, see clients, do the back-end administration stuff all before, like, 10 a.m. And then have a little bit of a break where I would then go get my own workout in, come back, have to do more work, and would teach then into the evening. And I wouldn't get back to my apartment until about 8 p.m. I would do that Monday through Friday. And, like, leaving the house at 5 a.m. back at 8 p.m. is a long day. And I had no problem, like I had no understanding really of just how exhausting that was until the world paused in March, 2020. And I finally had this abundance of free time again, where I was able to sit down and say, oh, maybe that's not the most sustainable thing. And then I had almost the pendulum which the whole other different direction, where I was just like, oh, I'm going to just, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to read books and listen to the podcasts and get certifications and, and try to figure things out in that regard and the past year has been trying to find that sweet spot between the two like how how do I work hard but not crush myself in that process because I learned at the end of the swimming career and you could probably relate to this like how good did it feel when football was over you could actually rest and like you felt recovered your body yeah, you have like the aches and pains that stay with you. Like that's yeah. just kind of the side, pro- the side uh, effects of the sport. Yeah. But how good did it feel to not be like, oh my god, my legs—they're—they're they're shot from that leg day and then tacked onto oh, gosh. these drills so and everything else. Right? It's like we don't have to live in that extreme all of the time. It's nice to know that we can tap into it, a hundred percent. But we- its not meant to be twenty-four-seven tapped into.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's funny that you say that because I recently had a workout, it was a leg day. And one of my guys at the gym that I go to, he's a former football player and he he understands, you know, when it comes to a leg day, they're screaming, there's weights pounding. It's every leg day, you're coming out of there, walking up the stairs, you're, you're limping, it's a slow walk, you can barely sit on the toilet, you wake up in the morning, your legs are sore. That's the idea of a leg day. And so whenever we get together, we go hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's no taking it easy. It's, we don't believe in that. And I'm trying to find that silver lining too with like everything else in life where it's like, a okay, I don't have to go hard, balls to the wall. I don't need to do that. And like you said, I, and I resonate with that. Just trying to find that happy medium because after a while, since 2019, it's like you've been down here for just a little for a little too long. Yeah. A little a little too long to us as athletes who are always on go. A little too long could be like two weeks to us. <laughs> if,
0: if it gets to that, man, I'm like, two days. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. So <laughs> uh, I guess over something. yet. Let's do <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, man. Uh, I think that was the biggest challenge for me when I moved out to LA for a year was out yeah. there, there's that I felt like it was too much the other end of just very laissez faire, chill, laid back. Cali yeah. bro lifestyle. I'm like mm, no. I miss the I missed the East Coast grind edge, athlete whatever you want to call it in me. Yeah. I was like I, I need to find a happy medium. So we ended up in Texas, literally halfway in between the two. So that was a happy
1: medium. <laughs> Got a little bit like a little chill Californians and also awesome yeah. we are, are getting after it, hustle and bustle.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a good mix. um but, dude, I'm curious. You mentioned the adversity and I love your story and, and how you have gotten to where you've gotten each element of it. Take take us back here for a second of, do you want to go high school to, and the route of trying to just find your way onto yeah. a program and what that was like and what you've now learned looking back on that and how you, and my follow-up will be like, how do you apply that now in what you're doing? Yeah.
1: So, all right. So to make a long story long. um <laughs> what we're here for. That's what long form content is. Buckle up, people. <laughs> so when I graduated high school, um, I had the idea that I was going to go to a community college and get this Cisco Academy networking certificate. The idea was, let's make a lot of money out of, out of the gate. Within two years, after this cert, you make making 80, 80 grand. Okay. Which 80 grand 2015 was a lot of money, you, you thought, right? And um, I just felt kind of lost a little bit, but I stayed working out. Fitness was like the center of my life. Like everything revolved around fitness. And um, I remember one day I was just chilling with one of my friends. We're just chilling. Same thing. I'm working at a gym, uh, cl- yeah, a club, and a uh, fountain towels and a hot, sweaty gym. And I remember we got off work. I was hanging out with my boys. And I'm like, okay, dude, I want to play, play ball again. I want to play ball. Something is itching inside of me that I need to go play ball. And I knew that playing ball would allow me to travel the world, see other things, and just give me a whole different world worldly view that I wouldn't be getting if I stayed at this community college, in my hometown. So ironically enough, the uh, Illinois State coaches, they worked out at my club. So uh, coach back, the D-line coach, he saw me working out. He came up to me. After, the, after, I had, like, after I had the idea that I wanted to play football, he came up to me, which is so crazy. And he said, hey, have you thought about playing ball again? I'm like, yeah, of course, you know? So um, the following year, let's see, this is uh, 2016, fall of 2016. Um, I, I got to ISU. I did a workout and I got, I got on the team. Um, what I've learned through that, though, was to stay ready. Stay ready so that when your number's called, you're ready to go. And it, it, it's worked in business and sales. I've already had a pipeline, and they're like, "Hey, Keith, we need you to go sell." I already have a pipeline ready. Let's go. <laughs> that's just my mentality. That's what I took. That's what I. That's what I took away from that. And to not shit down your leg when your when your name's called, because quite honestly, if I didn't get that tryout, and if I did terrible, if I showed up gassed, if I showed up just out of shape i don't know if i'd even be here today it would have been a whole different route so yeah i mean it was it was a little it was a little tough um just cha- just changing my mindset of hanging out working out going to work to okay now you're a d1 athlete after i took a year off from sports but honestly though i'm blessed to have that route i'm very blessed because already had a set regimen. I went in very disciplined and I knew that I couldn't mess up my opportunity. So it made me approach every day and the workouts, the weights, my eating, it made me approach those habits just entirely differently. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, I wouldn't have it any any other way.
0: Yeah, man, I think such a, a key piece there that just stay ready mentality. Like you never know when you're going to be called up or asked to do something and that's so applicable everywhere else. What was that journey then cuz you had I don't want to say you bounced around different programs but you yeah, I bounced around. You bounced around a couple <laughs> different programs, right? Finding yeah. finding what was the best fit for you mm-hmm. was the goal there. Walk me through what that mentality is like you. because it's like I, I stayed at Delaware all four years, so yeah. I'm always curious to hear other people's, other athletes' perspectives where it was like I can't imagine the the change of going from Illinois State to JUCO, right, and then yeah. Memphis to – what What happened? So I left Illinois State because, dude, I showed up – first of
1: all, I had the uh, award as the defense of uh, – practice defensive – player of the year award, which was a big deal because our coach at the time, he's still there. He played at Purdue and was like the best, not one of the best linebackers. So to get acknowledged by him was a big deal. And he was hard on me. Like almost every day he saw me, he was hard on my ass. So I showed up every day, put my best foot forward. Workouts, I was there at 5.30, I'm 5.30, 5.15 in the morning, even if I was hungover, better believe my ass was there at 5.15. And- there were guys on the team who just kind of like lollygagged around. And I didn't like that. And they're still on, they were on a full ride. I'm not even on a scholarship. And uh, you can call it entitlement, but I, I felt like I deserved uh, a scholarship. And a lot was going on financially in my family. went to the coach that winter and told him, hey, this is what I need. This is what's going on. And the spring came around. I didn't get a scholarship. So, uh, with anything else, I tell people if you believe in yourself and no one's giving you an opportunity, Fuck them, prove them wrong. <laughs> That's what I did. That's <laughs> sorry, sorry am cussing your uh, podcast here, but um, that was my mentality. So I decided to go JUCO, and because uh, I knew if I went JUCO, I could have the opportunity to getting looked at at more coaches. So I went JUCO. I uh, got there June 2017 at uh, Pima Community College. Dude, I got there. I was, like was 270. I was 270. By August, the first game we got to Texas. I was playing defensive line at 2:45, and I maintained 2:45 like the whole entire eight months I was there. Because when I got there, dude, it's uh, JUCO's ball. It's it's different, man. It's different in the aspect of eating. I mean, the cafeteria at ISU, I could always go grab a bite to eat, no big deal. But at JUCO, it's oh my gosh, you're in the sun having two a days, it's, it's vicious, man. It's vicious. I remember, uh, sometimes guys would, Oh my gosh, guys will hop on the bus, go to Safeway. And you know, those, those little sections where people can grab chicken or the fried mm-hmm. foods, we'd grab fried foods and put it in the box and eat it, grab a power rate and walk around the Safeway. So people in t- Tucson, Arizona, if you see those boxes, one of those boxes could be mine. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Serious. It was, it was crazy it was just a tough it was just a tough mindset man and as a matter of fact when I got there to Pima my stomach's growling I couldn't beg my mom for money couldn't beg my mom for money at all stomach's growling I get, a, I get a call it's the coach from ISU someone someone had an incident uh, they got kicked off the team and he's like we want you back we'll pay for their everything don't worry about a thing I could have had that opportunity to go back to Illinois State. My roommate at the time, he came from Illinois State, too. He was a running back. And I told him about it. He was like, well, it's up to you. And I said, I, I can't go back because I feel like I, I do myself a disservice after I gave you an opportunity to to give me a full ride. And But my stomach was like, dude, you better commit. <laughs> you better go there right now. And uh, so I decided to stay at Pima and just thug it out, man. Thug it out. Um, I knew that I was going to go D1. I knew it. The moment I got there, I I told my coach, I'm I'm going D1. I'm not worried about it. Only schools I had in the first two months were D2 schools. And literally, man, it's it's a feeling of certainty that I knew that schools from D1 caliber would come recruit me. Kansas came in. New Mexico came in. Memphis came in. And uh, I told you the story about how Memphis – Uh, Coach Paul, Coach Randolph, he um, basically went to talk to NCAA to see how many years I had and all that kind of stuff. So we went to go visit Memphis uh, in December, and I committed to Coach Novell at the Peabody Hotel. And, um, dude, it was uh, such just a transition coming from Pima to now back at D1. Now we're at a bigger D1. We're going to bowl games. Well, last year we played in in the Cotton Bowl. It was just – it was it was a huge difference. The culture in Memphis, I mean, like you said, laissez, laissez affair, just chill vibe in Tucson. And then I'm in Memphis where everyone has multiple side hustles. Women are selling lashes out, out of their trunks. Guys on the team are selling T-shirts and hats out of their trunks. People are just – it's a grit-grind city. That's what they're known for. And um, it was a hustle, and I'm not going to lie to you. The first few weeks, oh my gosh, mentally I was struggling. I was struggling, (laughs) but I learned to adapt. And um, I I learned, Memphis gave me a lot. Memphis taught me a lot. And again, I'm very grateful for that experience at Memphis. I hope I kind of answered all your questions. I felt like I was.
0: Yeah, man. No, I
1: I love (laughs) love
0: hearing the journey and the different elements and. I think what's what's fascinating is you're you're kind of telling me there. I mean, obviously, pre NIL deal uh, days, right? Yeah, that, that would change the the scene to some extent. You would imagine, uh, maybe it's a little bit different, but I would imagine to in a lot of ways, it's not this cure all that uh, I think to the the unknowing mind thinks that it is. You know, mm-hmm. the outside mind, the outside athletic perspective is, oh, cool. Well. Now these guys got nil, so like you're good. You don't have to worry about going hungry and playing at a, a weight much lighter than you should be playing. Not fabulous. because you're fit and in shape, but it's just that's just the reality of the situation. Like food is hard right. to come by in this in this sense. Um, but I'd be curious. Like you talked about that mental adjustment to Memphis in that culture. What do you think ultimately allowed you to thrive and stick it out? Because I know plenty of people who say that they want it. They say they want that level of excellence and commitment and hard work and dedication and whatever else buzzword you want to throw out there. But then they are given it. They're given that opportunity. And it's that true test where it's like, I always like to say, uh, like you think you make a decision to change? Get ready for a curveball because God's going to just throw something at you and be like, are you sure? Like how bad do you want this thing? Because yeah. this is, this is what's up. Um, what was that process like for you? And what, what ended up helping you stick it out in the long run there?
1: Well, we, we talked about this before, um, my faith, my faith, man, and also my ego, my faith and ego. Um, the good it,
0: duality there. Yeah, it yeah.
1: somewhat somewhat coexist together. And I'm still working on that to this day, but, um, dude, I, I couldn't go back home and let people down. People saw the saw the success. People saw me on TV. People would send me the the, the, the pictures. Oh, I saw you on TV. I'm like, dude, that's great, but I'm like, you don't fucking understand what goes on here. You don't understand the the, the early mornings, the the studying. Um, you just don't get it, man. And honestly, I stuck it out because. I couldn't let myself down. I couldn't look myself in the mirror to this day if I did just give up because it was hard. I, I embraced the hard. I mean, even my last year, um, I had a hip issue. I have a very bad hip impingement to this day. And um, they're like, hey, this could be your last year. Like, you could stop now. And I'm just like, no, uh, I'll figure it out. So I just got a shot in my hip. Probably a stupid thing to do. But again, I just couldn't let myself down. Because I feel like once you take the easy road, when things are hard, when just anything, it'll um, show up in everything else in life. And uh, I feel like why go through all that now, just to stop now? Like why? And I felt that no matter what was thrown at me, I know that God was on my side, and I know that um, any any test that was set up before me, I, I would overcome it. That's just my mindset that I, I developed through through that. And quite honestly, that's a mindset that I I carry through this day, where even if it looks stupid, I'm gonna do it. I mean, even when uh, David David and Goliath fought, I remember uh, one of my pastors said how everyone said, uh, oh, Goliath is so big. And how David said, I have rocks, I'm, I'm good, I have rocks. That's how I felt with any obstacle that, that was space wood. Was, mm. I'm good, and uh, just thug it out. Keep going, you'll be fine. And develop like a blue collar mentality. Put your head down, grab your lunch pail, grab a blue, grab your blue hat, and just go to work.
0: Yeah, what what happens to that once you cross the proverbial finish line, right? Like, because you're, I've I've seen it time and time again. And I think I've experienced it, and I don't speak for you, but it sounds like you did too, to some extent, which we can. Transition into of the transition out of sport, it's like you have that mentality, and we kind of touched on it on earlier, right? Like you and I know how to put our head down and grind it out and get through that finish line of, of that next workout or that next bowl game or whatever it may be. We can get through that. Then on the end of the other end of that finish line, like are you learning now in this new process that? Hey, if your hips hurting, like you don't have to do that workout, you know, or, or whatever that looks like. You don't have to wake up at 5am if you don't have to, Yeah, you don't
1: want to. Yeah. But I mean, as you know, it, it's tough to to overcome that because mm-hmm. you feel like you're, you're, oh, I'm getting soft. I'm not going hard. <laughs> like, like, oh, I, I got to go harder. Oh, I'm in pain. So what? Keep going now my, my knee was hurting the, like the other day i'm like i'm not doing legs <laughs> i'm not hitting legs <laughs> you know whereas back in the day i'd have to put some or ice god on it and
0: just keep pushing just go for uh, it
1: yeah yeah so I, i'm learning my balance now uh i know that the older i get i know that i'm i'm not a spring chicken anymore
0: yeah i was gonna say i'm thinking back of the the days where you know, teammates- you you miss a practice in high school and we'd turn to each other the next practice and be like, so where were you yesterday? And you're like, Oh, I had a lot of homework. Oh, you had homework? Like that sucks. Yeah. We were still here, but we did our homework afterwards. And you're like, yeah, I really should have <laughs> really come. Um, it, yeah. It's interesting to see where that, again, where that pendulum has swung in sport, but talk to me about transition out for you uh, and what that was like, because I know, you finished up in 2020, right? And yeah, right? 2020.
1: Yeah, 2020 was uh well 2019 was my last season, but okay, my I last know. like bowl last time I put on the pads was 2020.
0: Gotcha. And then pro day and, and all of that yeah. fun of stuff we all know oh, what happened yeah in, in that yeah. time frame of 2020. Interesting time to end a career and be <laughs> being in a position where you're reliant on a pro day. You're reliant on One more opportunity, essentially, for people to see what you're capable of. What was that like going through that time where totally out of your control, out of your scope, it's taken away from you? And then what did that do to you mentally? And what was that process like of just finding you again and getting back on your feet?
1: Well, so the process, it sucked. It sucked. It sucked, man. Um, I mean, you just heard my story, and then to tell you that the moment that I'm looking forward to the most, that would determine my my uh, my future success, it was uh, just striped away from me, just just taken away from, from like beneath my feet. Brody um, got canceled, and I was like looking forward to it the most, and I knew that my my athletic ability, I knew that I would get a uh, get get a invite to a, to a practice or something. I knew it. Just the confidence that I felt that I would go D one. The same the same type of confidence. And then to wake up one morning to get a text, hey the pro day got canceled due to COVID, uh, best of luck. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I wallowed in self pity. Uh I told you this I told you this before, but I just wallowed in uh I smoked so many blunts drank absolute vodka with my my teammates who were training alongside with me at the time and um, just kind of took a downhill, downhill, downhill turn um, just mentally. That mental callous was absolutely just taken away. I was weak and vulnerable. Um, but then I remember I was around my teammates again, drinking, doing the same thing. And I saw just like a look of like desperation while he was like smoking a blunt, man. And I was like, dude, I looked at myself. I was like, man, when you say look at yourself, I mean like you had kind of like that self talk. Mm-hmm. You're like, shit didn't go your way. Is this what you're going to become? Is this what you want to do? Is this best for you? And uh, I remember I just woke woke up from like that whole entire experience of wanting to just do those things to escape the the mental pain that I was feeling. And, um, I decided to move back home with my grandma, and my mom, stay there for a little bit. And uh, I had to get back to Arizona because my daughter's out here. So I, uh, within two weeks, I planned a trip to move out there to, to Arizona and, uh, just figured out my way, man. Uh, I didn't really have anything set in stone, but my, my confidence and, knowing that God's on my side, I just figured it out. Moving to my first place within like two months of me being in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is where I say that those connections in college are so important because I stayed with my head coach, my JUCO head coach and his wife. He's like, yeah, he's like, you can go ahead and stay here. Because I I dropped by just to visit, let him know I was staying in town and he's like, hey, well, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't really have a place yet. I'm looking to figure it out. I me, mean, my mom my mom came with me. We we're staying in a hotel. And um he's like, Well, just stay here. And that's how it all happened. And uh work work at a gym and uh just figure things out. Um dude, I'm sorry, what was your other question?
0: No, you're good, <laughs> I got man. you I, I went back good. to
1: the I went back to the feelings on that one, man. Like, dude. That's
0: that's what this <laughs> it's a therapy session, actually. That's what this platform is yeah. for, man. I I appreciate you sharing and it's yeah, it's I mean it's that's a, such a slippery slope and that that headspace I think it's easy to it's easy to look at people that are positive minded and say oh well he's just always that way but you can have moments things and and rightfully so right you you worked your ass off for years for your whole life almost it seems to come mm-hmm. to this pinnacle pivotal moment of like I've been basically prepping for this job interview the entirety of my life. And you're telling me the job interview is not going to happen. How am I supposed to get the job now? Like that was yeah. the dream job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screwed. <laughs> uh, and then, it, it, you know, rightfully so like you can go into that, that grieving process, but it's important to, to your point, not get stuck in it. Right. Like I always, I had to laugh when I was, coming up with this branding around forever athlete part of me had some hesitation because my mind when i first originally thought of that i was like well are people going to think that that's the 45 year old at their local hometown bar that's sipping on their beer reminiscing on their college or their high school football days being like oh i was the star quarterback like if i just yeah. didn't tear my acl i would have gone pro and like <laughs> life would be different yeah. It's like no, 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 that's that's not what this is about. This is about having these moments, these human moments of stuff didn't work out. That's okay. You everyone has a different process, but to get out of the negative process, to get out of that negative spiral of sorts and not like it's okay, I like to say, it's okay to sit in your shit, but if you sit there too long, it's going to smell. And like it's going to start causing some more problems in your life. I'm curious for you in that moment, what was it that started to shift? Because it wasn't like a a wand was waved. You were given that opportunity. You were given the dream job. And all of a sudden, now you're making that 80K or whatever. And your problems are solved. It was more of a slow process to get to where you are right now. Was it that faith piece? Or or what was it that kind of snapped you out of just continue to sit there and quote unquote do nothing about it.
1: So what kind of snapped me out of it is sometimes I think that we get in this mindset that, uh, um, okay, I need to figure out this problem. What are solutions? We think of like the long term goal. And when we mean like look at the long term goal, it can be pretty daunting a little bit. Like, oof, I may as well not even take the first step because it's such a long way. But me the the advice I just kind of gave myself. <laughs> the advice I just kind of gave myself and just did was, do what you've done before. Take the first step. Mm. That's what I did. Just took the first step over and over and over and over. I didn't know. I didn't know. I like the ideal long term vision, the goal. But I know I couldn't sit in my shit. I I didn't want to sit in my shit. I don't. I don't, don't want to smell it forever but I know that there's a uh, better days ahead of me and I know that um, I need to start focusing on the future and just, okay, didn't happen. Let's go. And um, I know that sometimes that's like tough love. That's like a, that's tough for some people to handle. Because mm. um, I've seen it with my own family. I have family members, same thing happened whereas concussions uh, ended their career or a knee, a knee injury ended their career. And they kind of wallow in that self pity that 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 oh the world's against me kind of mindset. And uh, I'm like, okay, what is it that they haven't done? They haven't just flush it, flush it down the toilet, like my coach would always say, if you mess up on a play, flush it. You can't think about it. So I just flush it. Probably not the most healthiest thing to do. I uh, just flush it and focus on moving forward. That's what I did.
0: I think and, it's uh, it's important to like especially in in the game like that's the time and place like you got to flush it because it's a, a sport like football, right? Every single play yeah. matters. You can have an impact on the game. And if you're not mentally there, not only are you out of the play from like an impact standpoint, but there's real physical implications if you're not mentally there. If you're caught up on oh my god, I messed up. I they just they came off that uh, Snap pretty quick and then just knocked me on my ass on that last play. And you're in your head there. Same thing can happen again, or you could get it. You're setting yourself up yeah. for an injury or whatever, right? So, in I think it's important distinction for athletes to be able to make that when you're in these like real life, real in game scenarios. Yes, flush it. Next play mentality. Get to it. Mm-hmm. But just like in football, you go back and watch the film when the time Absolutely. is right. Absolutely. That's when you make the adjustments. It's the same thing when something happens to you now in life, we still have to be able to have that ability, which I think is something that honestly, this generation, our generation and younger is really struggling with is they're met with that first thing of adversity, their boss yelled at them. And then all of a sudden they can't function the rest of the day. They're, they're checked out of work. They can't do it. They're emotionally dysregulated and, and this, that, and another thing. Oh, yeah. Whereas like, okay, cool, feedback. Boss yelled at you probably because you weren't doing something right or he's having a bad day. or There's a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. But now's not the time to try to get to the bottom of it. Now the time is to kind of just flush it, next thing, get through it, and then bring it back up. Like later on, address it and process and play with it and unpack it when yeah. the time is right um is that something that you're you're practicing now yourself because i can see that being such a a game changer for a lot of people
1: oh yeah oh yeah and you know though it's funny that you bring this up because the one thing that i think about the most is why did now i think about this all the time no matter whatever i'm doing i say these words don't leave it to just a pro day Mm. meaning to me it's like did you put your effort into it? Did you work as hard as you possibly could, where you didn't leave it to the circumstance of a pro day? So now, whenever I do my work, no matter whatever it is, I say, "Do you want to leave it to a pro day?" I don't want. I don't want to put um, my 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 talent into a circumstance. I want to be undeniable. Where it's okay. Yeah. No matter what, we have to go see him uh, perform. No matter what. I don't care what happens. We have to go see him perform. I don't care what happens. We need to bring him in to a uh to a to a mini camp. And that's just my whole process now of like looking back. That's what I've learned on looking back. And it's kind of uh taking complete responsibility. This is what Jocko Willis talks about is complete responsibility. And when you take complete responsibility, you start to dissect things, and that's what I've done this past few years is dissect things where it's like, okay, Keith, you didn't put your best foot forward. You didn't do this and that. This is what you could have done.
0: Mm.
1: You know? And now it's kind of just triggering me to, to always put my best foot forward. And so I, I really recommend that people go back and just, like, reflect. Watch the film. I mean, look at the most littlest things you can do. I mean, for football, we look at, okay, where's your hand placement at? Three, in the three technique. Um, why, why are you too far up the field? Where's your hand placement? Low pad level right? It's the the most little things that most people don't really look at. That's what your defensive uh, line coach or your position coach will look at and help you dissect so that you can perform better. And I think that for me, um, I need to go see a therapist for this, but (laughs) for me, at least, (laughs) for me, at least it's uh, just like you said, going and looking back and just learning the areas that I need to improve on Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to just rely on a pro day. Um, Dude, yeah. Never said it out loud, but that's what that's what's going on in my mind almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love it. I love that you brought up that idea of complete responsibility because that's it's definitely one of those easier stuff than done. It's definitely not easy. And you said you alluded to it earlier, right? That that ego piece, there's an element of you gotta just tell the ego to shut the fuck up for a second to allow you to take complete responsibility. And it might be really, really painful and really, mm-hmm. really hard to sit there and look in the mirror and be like, yo, that thing that didn't work out, you can, you can own that. Mm -hmm. And, but that's, what's needed to move forward in a lot of ways. Like that's, that's the mentality that puts you back in the driver's seat of your life. Instead of being like, oh, well, it wasn't for this virus thing or, you know, that, if that just didn't get canceled, that's just living in the one an earlier podcast guest now, I wanna say like episode twenty, uh, Katie Hoff, she brought up this concept of she didn't want to live a life of what ifs. She didn't want to just live a life where she just reflected back and say, Well what if I had the pro day? Well what if I had another opportunity or if that race did go right? I wonder how yeah. different my life would be. And I I think you're echoing this now as you're doing everything now within your power and setting up these systems that allow you to not live a life of what ifs, but rather complete ownership, complete responsibility each and every day and how you're showing up. How, I want to ask like, how is that showing up in your life now? Like, what are you up to now long-term?
1: Well, let me, let me add something. Let me ask something on top of that. Also, one of my coaches, he would always say, play full speed, full speed. Just think, don't, don't even like think about too much. Just full speed. And that's why you have to flush it because if you don't flush it, your mind will be in the past and won't be focused on your, your set task at hand. And I think that athletes now, you have to use that same mindset to, to play full speed. Don't think so much about the past because when you think about the past, some of that energy will kind of hold you back. Those thoughts will hold you back from focusing on like the the broader picture here. And so that's one key thing that a lot of athletes need to take and uh, really implement full speed, thankful, think, think ahead. Don't think back. But to answer your question, um, you asked me how is...
0: How's it showing up now? Like what? You, yeah. one, what are you up to now and how are you using these tools and this mentality to help you out in that?
1: Dude. So I uh, work for Amazon. Uh, I was working there as a technical recruiter. But as you know, a lot of these big tech companies are laying off massive amounts of people. So I was laid off back in December. And so it's um, <laughs> kind of messed up. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. It's kind of messed up. Uh, not the fact that I got laid off, but the fact that, like, I realized my football mentality really carried over just a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my coworkers, they also got laid off. And there's a lot of just, like, self-pity, just, um, of course, your, your job was taken away from you. You don't know what to do next. But my, my thought process is, what am I going to do now? all right, I still want to work in the tech field, so what can I do now? And so I decided to start my own tech recruiting agency and HR consulting because it's that mindset. I know what to do, burn the bridges or burn the boats and just go, and just go. So I already have four clients right now. Uh, I've had two placements in the beginning of January. Um, So it's, it's going good. And I'm not going to lie to you. At first, I, was, I wasn't I was even nervous. I wasn't even nervous, quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the mindset of you have to go. Just go. That happened. I enjoyed my experience at Amazon. It was great. I learned a lot. So now I can be a customer-centric uh, entity and I can impact clients and impact people in the tech industry. Let's go. That was immediately my mindset. The whole crying, the... The, uh, Oh, what about my job? Not it didn't really resonate with it. I just had to keep going, and that's why I said earlier, like I'm really grateful for those experiences that I've had earlier when it when it pertained to to the college world of athletics, because my experience was up and down. I've had a lot of no's. I had a lot of twists and turns, and it really prepared me for moments like this, where it's just uh, gotta go. And then when you are put in these positions, you will you will show up for yourself better than what you would have thought. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's beautiful. And I'm glad we were able to, quote unquote, get through the entirety of your journey, right? To to paint the full picture and, and getting to know you. And I think that's what I appreciate the most and just want to acknowledge the most about you is uh, you recognize that at either point, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows throughout your time on this earth so far, mm-hmm. neither of those are finite. And so it's this level-headedness to be like, okay, I'm going to figure it out when I'm in the lowest of lows. And okay, uh, things are going well. Let's do more of what's going well. It's working. But you're not naive to the fact that something else could happen. It's not like you're sitting there playing doomsday scenarios for sure, but it's just the reality that we live in, right? So I, yeah. I really appreciate your perspective, man. It's It's really refreshing to see and it's it's serving you really, really well. And I'm excited to see it continue to serve you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And likewise, I really like what you're doing, giving former athletes, current athletes, a space to just share their story so that they can impact others. Because there's no telling who who will listen to these. There's no telling that uh, what they're what they're maybe going through in a certain time. And this may be a message that other people may need to hear. So I really hope that your podcast reaches out to, to more people and more people alike.
0: Yeah man I I appreciate that. I want to ask you one one last question before we go into like the fast five rapid fire but Oof. what would your it's not that it's not that serious. You'll you'll be okay. Right, you, right. You've done plenty of 2 minute drill, you know, defensive. Oh uh, yeah. There <laughs> is your life, you're good. Um right. it won't even be that quick. What would your advice be again knowing what you know now? Mm-hmm. Looking back at Keith in 2020 Pro day gets canceled. You're in that scenario. What are you telling yourself that you know now that you wish you knew back then?
1: Hmm. I wish I knew back then. Before I got out of that, before I got out of like that self pityness.
0: Yeah. Before you got out of that funk. I would say. Me
1: talking to me. Okay. This is me talking to me. Yeah. can like it as cool.
0: real as you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me talking to me. I'm going to say, dude, you'd be right, bro. I get it. I get it. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. But you in that bottle, this this won't get you anywhere. So you gotta let go. Let go of that inner bitch right now. Just take a step forward, bro. Take a step forward. You got this. You praying about it? Allow God to guide your steps and keep keep going forward. You'll be fine. All right. And go for a jog, Porky. I got that. So uh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's beautiful go, go stuff. For a, go for a jog, Porky. We're go.
0: gonna we're gonna we're gonna clip that. We're gonna send that to you so that you know when you find yourself in funks now uh moving forward, <laughs> you can you can play it back to yourself. Um who knew that's what you're gonna get out of this. I appreciate that, man. I wanna I wanna go the fast five. They're gonna be rapid fire, one sentence, one word. Answers. The first one is what's your go to podcast that you've been listening to?
1: So many. Um only only one? Only
0: one? Only one. Only one. Damn. Recently injury. Great choice. Number two, what's your favorite book that you've read in the past year?
1: Oof. Um
0: and the pit with a lion. Mm. Add it to the list. Number yeah, three, yeah. what is a quote that you live by?
1: Horses don't stop. They keep going.
0: <laughs> I love it. Number four, <laughs> what's something that you can't live without? Hmm. <laughs> there you go. True hustler right there. Number five, um, if you could sum up your focus right now into just one word. What is that?
1: Obliterating.
0: Watch out, twenty twenty three. You're coming yeah. through. Keeps coming through. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah. that man. I love that mentality. I think that's what you know really really drew me to you, and I'm I'm really happy we connected. Where can those listening in connect with you as well? Whether that be following you on socials and and learning more about what you're up to.
1: So my Instagram handle
0: it's. The Life
1: of Keezus. Uh, it's that because uh, I'm a huge Kanye West fan, and The Life of Pablo is one of my favorite albums, and also Yeezus is also one of my favorite al- albums, so The Life of Jesus, just a little something different.
0: I was going to say that wasn't your nickname in college. That's yeah, you... yeah. <laughs> Ego wasn't that big. You weren't having your teammates going.
1: No, no, it's not key. Y'all call me Keezus from here on out. Cause me, call me as such.
0: Now it wasn't that big. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. We'll have that linked in the show notes again, dude. Thank you so much for the time. And hey, if you're listening, yeah, man, of course, of course. And if you're listening to this, remember share with a teammate, share with someone that might resonate with this message. And until next week, flow on my friends.